your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to another episode of Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Adam Danker of Locked On NHL, and with me, as always, is my trusty sidekick from Locked On Avalanche. That's Chris Masilli. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, it's getting a little bit chilly up in the North Country, but uh, that comes with the time of the year. So I'm not one to complain because I actually enjoy it. Uh, if you like hockey, you kind of have to like the cold season, I would assume. So, yeah, man, and with the cold season brings, hopefully, it's looking like hockey is coming back. Yeah, definitely. Um, It it was looking a little dreary a couple of weeks, uh, the past couple of weeks with, you know, the owners getting cold feet. But now, I believe it was yesterday, uh, we got the good news that we are going to have hockey January 13th. So, we will be discussing that, of course. We'll be discussing the update. the the newly released Forbes list of the most richest franchises, uh, which ironically is, you know, days released from after it was reported that these owners feel they're so poor, they can't play hockey. (laughs) So we'll be discussing that as well. Uh, And then we'll be getting into some little bit of a junior hockey championship talk. So why don't we start off actually with the return to play? So, you know, like I like I just stated, we are going to have hockey January 13th. Um, no surprise here. It seems like the owners, after all that backlash, were like, all right, I, we were kind of jerks about this. Uh, what what is what was your initial reaction when you saw that? Yeah, well, uh, first, I mean, it, it has not that I have seen been officially announced by the NHL that it's coming back. I think all, all of the reports are this is happening uh, it's going to be January 13th, but the NHL has not released like an official statement saying it's going to happen. So until then, you know, we, we have this to go on, which seems like it's pretty solid, uh, pretty solid Intel. So we'll run with that. Uh, yeah. I think the owners pretty much kind of back themselves into a corner by, by, you know, what we saw, what they asked for of the players, uh, you know, for the return to play in the playoffs is well-documented and it's out there and it was not that long ago. And I think the players were like, they, they stood their ground and I think they had uh, the backing of two countries <laughs> behind them <laughs> saying like, no, like that's not going to happen. And everybody knew it and the owners knew it. And, you know, I, I think I talked about this with you last week saying, the owners will have a lot bigger problems on their hands if they try to lock out the players in this situation. So I think they just saw the writing on the wall and they were like, you know, we can't, we, we're not going to get anything out of that. Um, I read something that said the, the players said, okay, uh, we will give up more revenue share if you increase the, the salary cap and not have this flat cap. And, Owners were like, "Oh no, no, we we can't do that. No way." So I think that maybe was the start of uh, them backtracking a little bit. But I guess, in a sense, I mean, it it sucks that it had to even go there to begin with. But glad the owners backed down because owners don't do that too often. Um, 
And now it just seems like, you know, some logistical things need to be ironed out, which seems like they should all get ironed out. It doesn't look like there's going to be a preseason, which I'm okay with. I mean, maybe I, I wish there maybe would be like two or three preseason games. I mean, what, what is there normally? I can't remember what, what the normal uh, amount of preseason games are. It's not a ton. I would say it's probably maybe six or seven yeah. around that number. Um, but yeah, I, I was honestly surprised because I felt like the owners were kind of trying to drag this out as long as possible until they basically the, the players had no choice but to to, to agree to whatever terms they wanted. Cause I felt like at this point, the players just want to play. Right. Um, but I kind of spoke about this on my show and I, about this little, maybe little, the consequences of this, this whole blow up is, and I maybe want to float this idea to you. We don't have to go in depth with it, but with this kind of this backlash from the owners, this might be the, the moment where we look back in time and think, this was the beginning of the end of the Gary Bettman era as commissioner, because Hmm. at the end of the day, you know, the owners, it seemed like from every, all the reports that were coming out that the, you know, you know, when they had the CBA come out, they just signed it, trusting Gary Bettman and were like, all right, he's got our back. We're, (laughs) we're going to be taken care of. And, you know, now they're realizing, okay, this, this guy didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't working for us in this situation. And how are we going to trust this guy, especially where, you know, the possibility of a fourth lockout underneath him. Um, yeah, not good. I, I think that maybe I'm not saying at the end of the season, but maybe in a couple of years or so, we might be saying this is definitely the moment in time where Gary Bettman started to slowly lose his job. Yeah. I don't think he w- would want to be known as that guy and known as that commissioner uh, who was in charge during you know a time where there was four separate lockouts that doesn't look good on uh your your hall of fame credentials you know what i mean so i think it is i mean he's been commissioner for you know forever so i i think the i think he's you know probably considering that regardless of when he's going to step down i think it's you know his time is is coming he doesn't talk about it that much um but you typically don't hear that from commissioners. It's all of a sudden they're done. And you think about it, like across all the other sports, it's not, you don't get that, uh, you know, even like with one year left, you don't really hear it of, of like, you know, the, the whole Derek Jeter uh, final season send off, you know, you don't get that with, with, with commissioners. And so it could just happen. I wonder if this pandemic has taken a toll on him and, once things get back to normal, which is hopefully after this coming season, yeah. uh, maybe he just gets through one more season like that. And then he's, he, he hands it off because this is taxing. Yeah. This is a, a lot to, to get ironed out and yeah. figured out. Yeah. Uh, so he might want to move on pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. And, and if I was Gary Bettman, I would say, you know what, I've made you guys more money than you would have ever have dreamed of. Uh, in yeah. revenue as commissioner and you guys are going to turn around and kind of, you know, look at me because, you know, it's not being publicly said, but I mean, come on, if, you know, if we were owners and Gary Bettman was our employee, which he essentially is to the board of governors, uh, I'm sure you and I would be looking at this guy like, uh, dude, like, what were you thinking when you made this whole deal? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess yeah. the clock's ticking with him. 
And so that kind of brings us to, you know, let's talk about the whole owners crying poor situation because, <laughs> um, you know, the, the list came out the other day about um, the, the top riches franchises. And I, it's so ironic that this came out because, you know, we like I said at the top of the show that they we were just talking recently about how the owners didn't think they had enough money to have a season. So yeah. uh, obviously the top five are no surprise here. All all original six teams, um, except for the Red Wings, which is surprising. But um, very other than that, um, you know, we're not going to go too too in depth into this. But uh, what do you think? You know, as just from your point of view, what how significant is this list? Well, you have like the, your your top five, like you said, are original six teams, and they are all valued at a at a billion dollars, uh, minimally at a billion dollars. <coughs> Excuse me. So your your top five are billion dollar franchises with um the kings at number six at 850 the flyers at 825 and then there's the red wings at 800 which is is surprising i thought you would get your original six as the top six and you know uh even though detroit is on the ice not really putting in uh, a great performance they always you know they're they're an original six team they are uh, always going to be you don't lose a ton of value when you're those teams right you know what i mean so and everything below that kind of like fluctuates i would say with how the team is doing um like when you look at our teams we're back to back we're yeah. 20 colorado's 22 tampa's 23 and those are two teams that are well obviously tampa is you know the defending champions colorado is a team on the rise it doesn't mean their value just skyrockets overnight you know what i mean like these are things that take a lot of time so tampa and tampa's been been doing well for a handful of seasons Mm -hmm. have they not yeah they are still you know they're still on like the bottom third of this list so it's tough to go up the ranks and and you know i'm sure there's a lot of different reasons why it why that they're kind of down there but um when even but when it comes to like you know hockey related revenue, what are they at? 140 million, yeah. which is more than let's see, like the Islanders who are at 18 who only make 115 million in revenue. But the value of the team is about a hundred million dollars more or so. Yeah, and it, yeah, and the closer. funny and the funny thing where I'm looking at this, there's a it's part of an article the list I'm looking at, and it and it says which makes this whole you know crying we don't have enough money thing even more funny is that overall all the franchises have risen six percent since last year so that means the league is thriving i mean regardless of how many how much money you lost because of this pandemic it's not like you're gonna have to move your franchise or or you know out of the city this isn't you know it's but i it is understandable to a certain degree you know like for example you were just saying our our respective teams and you know i could i could say for at least the lightning that you know part of the reason why yes they're defending champions but they are the 23rd team is because i mean the 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 area that tampa is in the prices you can't compare tickets to how how much lightning tickets are compared to you know ranger tickets or even souvenirs Mm. so that's that's part of it too Um, absolutely the cost of living is completely different and i know up in canada at least you know 
especially in Toronto and in Montreal, from what I've heard, um, it's not it's not cheap to live there. So obviously, you know, yeah. it's no it, it's no surprise that obviously Toronto and Montreal are two and three respectively. But yeah, I if my answer, you know, this kind of throws it back to the owners where it's like, you know what, if you're really hurting for money, uh, sell your team. You know, uh, yeah, because you know, the, the I, I always remember when uh, the the ordeal with the Clippers went down in the NBA, and uh, I don't remember that guy's name, the racist owner that they had, uh, Sterling. I don't know his first Sterling. Name. You're right, forcing him to sell the team, uh, and I believe the team sold for about two and a half billion dollars. Yeah, and that was not their value. They they were nowhere near even a billion dollar team. But uh, owning a sports team is an asset. So, yeah, you could, I mean, look at, just go to the Rangers. The, the yeah. value is, is $1.65 billion. If you were to sell the Rangers today, you probably could make $5 billion off the Rangers. Yeah. Just because the market value says they're at $1.65, people will be just empty <clears throat> checkbooking that thing yeah. uh, to, to sign them for or to buy them for whatever. So, uh, yeah, this value is accurate but when it comes to selling if you did want to sell all of these teams would be a lot higher than what you, the number you see here yeah absolutely um i mean there are some teams here just looking at the list uh, i'm not going to name any names that uh if you're going to sell your team for the sake of maybe just changing the ownership uh now is the time to sell <laughs> um <laughs> uh hockey has never been bigger regardless of how much money uh these owners claim to have been losing um and and there's TV deals in the works too. Absolutely. So maybe, yep. maybe once the TV deals do go through, maybe some owners will sell. I at right. that point, I don't think that's possible, but we'll see. Um, there was talk briefly that I heard. Uh, uh, just to wrap things up with that, is that um, it looks like Gary Bettman and the league were kind of reevaluating the way that the the league was presented on television. Apparently, he was not pleased with some of the presentations, especially with. Um, in recent years, uh, the most memorable to me, at least, was the Wednesday night rivalries uh, between teams that were on opposite sides of the country. So um, <laughs> that's definitely something that the league is looking at. And, you know, they're definitely going to spend a lot of money on um, and they're, they're going to definitely have a lot of creative control going into. So, you know, we might be getting some very good nationally televised games in the future to where those are definitely going to promote uh grow the sport even more and make these guys these these very poor guys who are you know make it seem like they're wearing nothing but barrels now uh because yeah. they have to sell their suits uh, <laughs> uh a lot of money so uh yeah and in just a moment we're going to talk about you know some of other things surrounding the hockey world uh uh you know the, the the world juniors maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this whole uh owner situation but first let's talk about one of our sponsors today and that is Biltgo, break through your wall. Biltgo makes you the best you, best you at whatever you do, whether it's <laughs> mental, mental or physical wall. I'm having a mental one right now. Break through <laughs> it with Go every day. T easy to take in one in one and a half ounce packages. Put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, even if you're doing it from home. 
your golf bag uh, to power through the back nine, one of the, the most popular COVID-friendly sports we have today, or put in your <laughs> pocket to get through the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. Uh, we spoke about a little bit before uh, when we did one of these reads, you know, how bad those monster energy drinks are. Uh, Terrible. I, I know you don't do that. I actually had one today, no. so I'm still trying to break the habit. <laughs> but no need to fear. Bilko's got three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and Chris's favorite, chocolate mint. Oh, yeah. How does Bilko work so well? Well, Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. Uh, collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Uh, collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit Bilko.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at Bilko.com. Let's go. All right, so moving on, uh, we were going to touch maybe before we get into the World Juniors, uh, one of the unfortunate storylines that's going on a little the NHL. We're not going to we're not going to drag this horse through the mud too much, but <laughs> we're just going to give our our two cents real quick on what's going on with the that whole sexual assault situation going on with the Penguins. That's um, you know we were talking before before we start recording. Uh, I, I can't believe we're still talking about this in 2020. Yeah. And, and if you go, you know, and find the, the article and find, you know, the story involving one of their AHL coaches and the wife of another one of their coaches and how it all went down, uh, it makes your stomach turn for a number of reasons. Like, why are you doing that to begin with? Um, and, yeah, like we're we're still. This is just one of those things that sadly uh, is never going to go away. I think people think they will always be able to get away with certain things like this, um, because they're a man, I guess, and and they feel like they can do whatever they want to a female. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a a, a disgusting and awful uh story i didn't i didn't i couldn't get through all of it um when i got to certain parts i was like yeah all right this is enough and he's not with the team anymore right uh, but the kicker not. but the kicker is pittsburgh tried to cover this up uh they are named in a a lawsuit because they the pittsburgh penguins that you know like i said this is their yeah. ahl affiliate but the pittsburgh penguins themselves are acknowledged in this lawsuit because they told the coach that was committing the, the sexual, uh, sexual assault, sexual advances to uh, pretty much stay quiet. Hopeful, and it seems like in hoping that this would just go away. Yeah. And that's what, that's yeah. what kills me. And that's obviously never going to happen. I mean, things are always going to leak through and the whole thing right. with this, I mean, there's a lot of implications with this coming out. Uh, one of them is that, it looks like most likely um, the assistant general manager at the time for the Penguins, who is now the general manager for the Wild, looks like mm -hmm. Minnesota on top of just a lot of things going on in that franchise to begin with, um, yeah. are probably going to lose their general manager within the coming weeks, uh, I would imagine. Um, I hope so. And yeah, I mean, I would be shocked. And then it looks like I would imagine also as well that probably Pittsburgh is going to lose a draft pick or so. Um 
you know, obviously this isn't college uh, where we could yeah. sanction them and just ban them from the playoffs. Right. Uh, so, right. you know, there, but there are ways around that, I guess. Um, maybe have them go out there and play without skates. I don't know what the right answer is in this situation, <laughs> right. but yeah, right. it's the whole situation is disgusting. I mean, you and I, we were talking before about this a little bit. I mean, if this was your wife or my girlfriend, I mean, that guy would be in a hospital bed within right. the, the hour. And, um, right. you know, and, and I don't know who this guy thinks he was. I mean, he's obviously a loser. I mean, right. dude, you're in, uh, you're an AHL coach. Okay. Like relax. You're, you're not, <laughs> you're not casting over the, and if you've seen a picture of this guy and that I'm just going to end it, which there. I haven't, he's, he's, he's <laughs> like, he he's a loser. I mean, he's yeah. And and you know what? He deserves. I mean, never if playing you, hockey again. Yeah. If if you wanted to to sweep under the rug, uh, like you said, like if if it was my wife or your girlfriend, uh, and and us kicking the crap out of him, if you wanted to sweep that under the rug, fine, because you know he he deserved a beatdown. Uh, but but sweeping under the rug, uh, you know what he was doing is just disgraceful. Yeah. And if it comes out that, and again, this is like alleged and stuff, you know, and, and it is, you know, Pittsburgh will says this is, you know, not true. You, you expect them to say things like that. So, um, and they'll get their day in court. And and if they prove otherwise, then, yeah. then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah. um, just the fact that they are named in this uh, and the article I read is, is pretty detailed. Uh, so it's, I don't want to pass judgment right now, but man, like that, that's a hell of a story. If, if you know, the, the parties that be are making something up like this. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, if that is the case, eventually, I mean, obviously you and I will come out and especially me for what I just said, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give our appropriate apologies, but yeah, just, it, it's yeah. just been a f- really bad year in terms of headlines for the NHL. Um, you know, with with some of the the racism incidents that have come out within the game, uh, coaches getting accused of sexual assault and, you know, yeah. other other things. And then obviously with this recent drama with the owners, it's it's not it's not good for the brand. Um, and which is, you know, because there's there's a lot of good that has happened. And yeah. just the fact that they <clears throat> completed the season in the fashion that they completed the season, no positive cases. Uh, you want to be able to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. But there's always stories like this that, you know, will, will uh, remove all, all or any good that has been done. Right. Um, and, and make people say like, oh, there's still a problem going on in the world of hockey. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke about it on my show briefly and then we'll get into world juniors. Cause I'm sure everybody's waiting for us to, to hear our conversation mm. about this, us, the, <laughs> us, the prospect, uh, experts here on the lockdown NHL circuit. Um, exactly. uh, it, it's just, I don't understand why the NHL, you know, you see it in the NBA, you see it in the NFL, they always have their act together. Baseball is here to miss. You know, I meant that as a, as a pun and as literal, um, uh, with, <laughs> with certain things, you know, in the social spectrum, but, uh, or just organization as well. Uh, But the NHL is just like that friend everybody has, or that cousin who just could never get his life together. Um, And, and I don't know why, I don't know why. Um, So it's, I, I, is it leadership? I know. I mean, we, we spoke before about Gary Bettman. I I don't know if it's really that, or it's maybe, 
certain people that are around the game that are influencing certain people. I don't know what it is, or maybe it's like some hosts, obviously on Lockdown NHL, have said uh, throughout the coming throughout the following months is that um, is it the culture? I I don't know. It, it's it's mm. it's there's so many things wrong with the National Hockey League in terms of everybody just doing the wrong thing at different times and and what it's yeah, frustrating. And what's sad about it it's frustrating what's sad about it is in my opinion the, the product on the ice is better than it's ever been Ab- absolutely so, you know what i mean so like everything that is with all messed up and screwed up is everything going on behind closed doors yeah or, or off of the ice yeah so they gotta figure out a way to match those two things up and you know these these revenues that we're talking about and these values that we're talking about go through the roof yeah because like i am talking to a lot because every you know people in my circle know um you know the hockey guy obviously yeah and just through that they've i've kind of like turned some people on to the game and they're you know they they, they started watching uh, I, I tell everybody that's never been into hockey that wants to and they're like oh it's really tough to get through a season and i'm like i I get it yeah start with the playoffs right if if you want to watch hockey start with the playoffs and you will be hooked for life and i can't tell you how many people that's worked on right and but but those people you know that's like what i was saying earlier is just when when the stuff that's going on off of the ice uh is a bigger problem than the success you're having on the ice you can't win if you try you can't right you're, you're not gonna have it's, it's gonna be a slow progression right you know let's make no mistake do you and to our listeners uh, you know do you think chris and i want to be sitting here talking about this no we want to be talking no. about we want to be talking about how you know who's maybe better austin matthews or Connor mcdavid you know who would play a better luke skywalker and the, you and know Alex Ovechkin or Sidney crosby <laughs> The answer to your first question, who's better, Austin, you say Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid? The yeah. answer to that is Nathan McKinnon, just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 move on. Let's talk about, you know, world juniors. Uh, a lot of top players getting the, the big N.O. from their, their respective teams on, to not go play. Um, and then some players actually kind of being able to go, which is interesting. Um Obviously, one of the most, some of the most notable are Jack Hughes from the Devils and uh, the number one overall pick, Alex Alexis Lafreniere. Um, it, you know, just from someone who grew up a Rangers fan, obviously covers the Lightning now, but uh, mm-hmm. just from, you know, I always look at these kind of decisions as to if I was running that organization, what would I do? And I think a lot of people kind of view it this way, uh, especially what's what's going on around the globe right now. There's no way in hell I would let any of my young players go travel to World Juniors. I know World Juniors is this huge event, especially for Canadian hockey fans. And trust me, I love the juniors as well. Um, yeah. If you've listened to Chris and I talk before, you know, we're huge. Uh, we're, we're big into hockey prospects and all the young talent that's coming up through the ranks. But Right now, I, don't, I I see some of the uproar that's coming around in the hockey community, you know, let the boys play. But at the same time, these are still 18, 19 year olds. And, you know, obviously 100 percent of the time they're going to say yes to doing this. But some it doesn't hurt for the adults to come in and say, no, you're going to stay here and, you know, focus yeah. on the season that's really going to count. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that the say, you know, for the Rangers, do you 
Sanders' decision was uh, purely we just flat out don't want him getting injured? Or do you think it's because of the state of the world and uh, COVID and, and, you know, the travel, they're being more protective in that aspect over just straight up injury? I think it's where the you state, think the injuries I, are I think it's a hundred percent the state of the world because I believe in past world juniors, I think most of these guys are encouraged to go play because you know, having that level of 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 of, of competition going into training camp, you know, if, if a guy performs well in the juniors and goes straight into training camp, um, you know, especially for a guy like Lefrenier who's so talented, and then you pair him up with uh, you know, you know, a guy like Panarin and Zibanejad. I mean, if if he goes into the World Juniors, uh, scores like I don't know eight points, at, uh, eight goals, and and then he's hot going into training camp and he's just lighting the world on fire. I mean, that could right. that's the the kind of thing that could be the difference between finishing fifth and finishing second in in a in a conference. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the state of the world. I, I wouldn't risk it at this point. I mean, you never know, you know, most likely things are, are going to be fine. You know, games might be canceled here and there, but I, I wouldn't take the risk right now. Yeah. I mean, for, for someone like him specifically, for someone like uh, Lafreniere, like <clears throat> he's not going to the world juniors to kind of like hone his craft or anything like that, or, or play, you know, he is, the big boys you know right. what i mean like he's not going to play with the big boys he is the big boys so for someone like him it's uh i would i would guess it's you know representing your country yeah. um and 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 you know and always having that on <clears throat> your resume if you are able to win this thing it's almost like you know going to like uh like the prom when you're in hmm. high school by the way do you call it the prom or just do you call it going to the prom or just going to prom or heard anyone two. until right now that said the prom <laughs> I, that's i don't know i always say going to the prom it's I, like I've never it, it's like batman and the batman <laughs> or facebook and the facebook <laughs> or, or, <laughs> the, the book face as my dad calls it uh or or every uh video game system ever by your parents is called nintendo or mando or the mandalorian the the mandal okay uh, so anyway, okay I, I have to correct that that going to prom it's, it's almost like not going uh, and you look back and you say like ah, i should have went it would have been yeah. fun doesn't define me but uh, it, it's an experience that i right. will never have that is like the world junior right now it is the world to them they are you know 18 19 years old uh and then they can always look back and say i did it we won and and you you can have that box checked right For, i mean but it's a different world right now uh i don't think the rangers are holding him back from it because yeah because they're they're, they're fearing injury for him uh, I just don't think they want him involved in some outbreak, which the team Canada has already had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's well, the, the good thing about this is that the age limit for world juniors is 20. So he does have at least two more um, to play mm -hmm. for if anything. But uh, you know, I just think that like, like I said, when we started <laughs> talking about this, this is more of a big deal to, canadian players so i understand his reasoning for wanting to go um especially i if i'm not mistaken now correct me if i'm wrong it looks like the kings are letting quentin byfield play 
Um, and apparently yeah. from everything I heard as well is that if, you know, even with Lefrenier not there, Canada is stacked. So, oh yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. um, I mean, I believe, uh, our guy that we were so high on in the draft, Jamie Drysdale is also playing as well. So yep. just, just having those two guys alone, you know, obviously with Lefrenier possibly who was going to possibly be there um you know at the end of the day yeah like, like kind of echo what you said yeah is he gonna kind of miss wishing not going to the prom but at the end of the day i i look at it this you know in 20 years um if he has two three cups especially in new york is it really going to matter if he missed one right. one junior yeah, junior right, hockey right. tournament so you got to look at it like that and and like you said like yeah team canada is stacked uh, it would be just fun to play on a team like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, that is a dream team. That is, you know, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, uh, Magic Johnson, <clears throat> all playing together, winning a game by 80 points. Like th- that is just going to be a flat out fun team to play on. And uh, even, even my guy, Bo Byram is there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think we've that that that's it's definitely a tough situation, but it is what it is, the state of the world. Um, but yeah, um, you know what it is. It's it's yeah. the at the end of the day when, like I said, twenty years, are you really, really gonna yeah. you know miss it? So, no, it's... but you know what I do miss, and that is Built Bar. I've ran out of my supply <laughs> of Built Bar, and we did get a little care package in the in the in the mail a couple of days ago that uh, those are good. Yeah, they're very good. So uh, let's talk about our last sponsor to end the show. A yeah. little, little sort of bad segue there uh, is <laughs> built bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved built bar is even delicious. Er, 18 amazing flavors and six new ones. Caramel brownie cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond crisps. Uh, those look all delicious. Can't wait to snack on those. Built Bar is healthy. It's great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Uh, my favorite flavor is the toffee almond. Uh, so go over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So to wrap things up, uh, any any closing thoughts? That you might no, have. I, I mean, yeah, we're we're getting hockey back. Shortened season. I'm okay with a, a 56 game season. Uh, it, it, that seems like what we're going to get. I've heard 52. I've heard 56. Whatever. We're we're kind of in the 50s. Uh, and it seems like everything. It, all of this is with the mindset of yeah, we'll get uh, a good chunk of a season, have our playoffs, and then have next year start on time. I think that's, you know, it's twofold. It's get a season in in some form and then have next season so we can get back on track. I am, from what I understand, they are doing uh, like a regular season and then like a two-week buffer period where there's no games to, uh, one, bring those Canadian teams down because who knows how things are going to be if there's going to be some open borders by the time the playoff star who knows so i think they're they're preparing for both if there's not then you have to get those canadian teams that make the playoffs down here and they have to quarantine for 14 days within those 14 days those that's going to be the period of makeup games wherever you, you know cuz you're going to have games canceled 
mm-hmm. because of COVID. I'm like, we're, we're going to have the first player that gets nabbed, uh, that test positive and a game has to be postponed. So that gets moved to the end of the season. Uh, and then, you know, it'll be, do we go back to a bubble world for the playoffs again? I mean, it worked. So do they do that again? So I'm interested to see, I mean, all this stuff is coming out. And like I said, in the very beginning, the NHL has not come out and said it. So I'm expecting something from them very soon. I mean, this show is released on December 10th. So you're just over a month away. Not fans through the fans. I mean, yeah, we want to know players got to know. Yeah. So uh, what this stuff should be coming out relatively soon. Uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of, I, I want to know like the fine details like that. So that's kind of looking forward to. Well, hopefully it happens sooner than later. And then uh, of course we'll, we'll talk about it as the news breaks. Yeah. Um, so that's been it for today. You know, we could obviously find you at L O P N underscore avalanche. Uh, you know, yep. that's where, and then you could also find the show locked on NHL podcast at locked on NHL pods on Twitter could find me at uh ap danker d-n-k-e-r and then you could also find my show at lo underscore lightning uh yeah it's gonna be an interesting couple of uh, weeks as we get a little bit closer to uh training camps and then the season ramps up real quick if there is i mean well training camp is going to be and that's going to be short too yeah so this is going to be yeah when, when, once we're ready to go we're ready to go drop the puck absolutely so that's been if it so that's been it for Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Adam Danker. He's Christmas Silly. Have a good one.